Hello, this is Maurice Harker. What you're about to listen to is a clip from my Spiritual Psychology Masterclass. This is an online webinar classroom where you learn to harvest vital, life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets. Enjoy what you listen to, and I'll check in with you again when you're done. Chapter 8. I have a dream. Can you please share with me anything from Chapter 8 that is important to you that we want to make sure we uh, harvest the psychology from? I have several things. It's a very thick chapter, so feel free to just jump in. The first one I want to look at is... We talked last time about me thought, which is I'm not sure what I'm doing. I have an idea and I'm going to pursue it until it uh, follows the Alma 32. It is the right or the best idea. I will follow the Alma 32 recipe to see if it grows into a good seed. So this from verses seven and eight. I think it's really important that we don't ignore his emphasis on this. I beheld myself that I was in a dark and dreary waste. I had traveled for the space of many hours in darkness. This appears to be a common predecessor to Revelation. We can uh, put a reference here to what was Joseph Smith experiencing right before the first vision there appears to be a common pattern for some kind of darkness some kind of dreariness and i don't know if this many hours is symbolic because i've met people who have felt dark and dreary for weeks months or years and it's like This is horrible. This has been going on for a long time, but it seems to be uh, good news. Like, good, you've been there, then you're on the verge of experiencing something amazing. And they're like, I don't know what you're talking about. My wife keeps her finger on the media and there's been lots of conversation about, we're dealing with a anxiety population now that might be bigger than it's been in many years. We might be dealing with a depression pattern right now that is worse than many years even this but this line right here i began to pray i began to pray it's uh, unfortunate that in a lot of cases when a people feel dark and dreary for the space of many hours their first thought is not to pray and joseph smith it was through his every exertion to reach for god that he was able to to get the revelations he was seeking. Anyone else have any thoughts or uh, ideas or revelations on this theme before we go to the desirable fruit theme? Some of you have experienced dark and dreary wastes. Jeff? I had a, I had a question. Um, can you remind me or us again, what type of, like when we're studying the scriptures right here, what type of insights do we want to be looking for? Because there's lots of different insights you can gain from scriptures and what type of angle do you want to go about for this that, I guess, provides something different or unique or whatever um, in this type of, in this book? Okay, so our number one goal is um, to find things that are psychologically relevant. Now, 
there you're going to see a lot of crossover with spiritual relevance because spiritual experiences and psychology have a lot of uh, overlap. And so some of the most basic things is, uh, let's take, for instance, if we're working with someone who is experiencing depression, if we're working with someone who's experiencing an addiction, if we're working with someone and just the most powerful way to do it is to look at yourself, like which version of psychological dynamics do I run my, find myself running into? And how does this concept empower me, help me get through it, help um, relieve? Like, for instance, if a person who's never, uh, who's only been exposed to the world's version of depression and anxiety, this dark and dreary waste it would be assumed that it's because they have thinking errors. It would be assumed it's because there's something wrong with them. What it doesn't tell them is a dark and dreary waste can be something, a mist of darkness that is entering your space that you're walking through. And with no information, this is one of the things that I run across regularly as a psychologist is if they don't know what Satan's capable of doing, then then they just assume it's themselves. Let me give another example, um, uh, a very fresh one. This morning, just this morning, and let me go ahead and type a few notes on this into this. I met with a, a man who's in his early 30s, late 20s, early 30s. Let me put right here a story. Father of three small children. His primary focus is he's working on a sexual self-mastery goal that he's been fighting since he was a teenager, but today he brought up his anger response to his children. Okay, so he's all, I get easily frustrated. They drive me nuts. They really bug me and I end up blowing up or just being agitated for the whole evening. And then my wife doesn't like being around me. And I like my wife. I want her to want to be around me. And so as we were talking, we were talking about, he says, I says, walk me through the scenario. And he says, I'm watching TV and my kids start bugging me. And I'm all, okay, let's pause right there. He's got some athletic background. So I said, let's pull the lens back and let's, let's plan a perfect response to this. And he's got enough conscientiousness that he's able to do that. And so he starts describing, well, if I was a gloriously celestial father, I would turn off the TV. I would gather my children together and we would go participate in a, a developmental and bonding activity. And I'm, and he's, he's doing this two personality thing at once. Part of him is going, that's so annoying that I would have to deal with these children. But the other half of his brain is going, this would be enjoyable. This would be edifying. This would be fulfilling. This would be, so he keeps describing and I kept pushing him, keep telling me the story, keep telling me the story. So he keeps elaborating and elaborating on the story until he's able to create a story that he's now looking forward to. He's now excited about. And then as we reviewed his psychology on the experience, the fruit of participating with his kids was desirable to make one happy more than where his brain, I want to be entertained. Like he would say things like, 
but what they want to do isn't fun for me. But he had enough frontal lobe development to go, that sounds so adolescent. Like, what? It's all about entertaining me because I'm a 31-year-old man. And if it's not fun for me, I don't want to do it. And so with this concept, uh, he, er, he mentioned today, he says, Maurice, a game-changing concept for me was the difference between craving as the definition of wanting. What do you want to do this evening? Well, I have a values-based want and I have a cravings-based want. Both of them are could be the answer to the question, what do you want to do today? So if we ask the values part of your brain or your stewardship fulfillment part of my brain, I want to do this. If you're asking the preference or the adolescent part of my brain, I want to do this. And so this verse here, the fruit desirable to make one happy, that tells us that there is something that we may not have tasted yet. An adolescent who has yet to taste the experience of being a steward who fulfills a stewardship, who's never had the flavor in their mouth of stewardship fulfillment, which as you know, uh, science of having a history of addiction can stunt someone's development so their brain still has some adolescent processes and they still think that to be entertained or to be pleasured or to be uh, to seek that chemical is the most desirable. This gives us a hint that there is something the most sweet above all other tasted. So I'm able to harvest a relevant psychological concept from these verses. And this man was able to be convinced to change his focus from doing something that was entertaining for him to now fulfilling his stewardship, feeling pleased with himself. And I says, be a prophet. Can you tell me how your wife is going to respond to you proactively fulfilling stewardship with your kids at bedtime? He's all, I can tell you exactly what her response is going to be. She's going to have a goofy smile on her face. She's going to be all sorts of sweet and stuff like that. She's going to be proud of me, whether she, I mean, this guy's wife is like, textbook female response to masculine positive behavior like he doesn't even have to she she just does she just does the girl thing hello maurice harker here again you've just finished listening to a clip from the spiritual psychology Masterclass, where you learn to harvest vital life-changing psychological concepts from the words of the prophets Please continue listening to the other podcast episodes where you will have access to many, many more principles. But when you're ready for a big, thick chunk of this educational material, please uh, follow the link that's attached to the text connected to this podcast, and you will be given instructions on how to register for the class where you can spend an hour each week sitting with me and learning how to harvest psychology from the words of the prophets. I look forward to seeing you then.